0: Like a lot of people on Wednesday, I was glued to my television all day. I mean, the internet options that I usually find news on wouldn't cut it. I went old school, turned on ABC News on the large screen. And as I was watching my son, Joseph, who is 12 now, he came to sit next to me and we watched for two hours there together. I was grateful that recently Joseph and I, we'd finished watching the Netflix series Designated Survivor which is a kind of far-fetched story about an attack on our capital, although as we were sitting there, it suddenly didn't seem quite so far-fetched. Every so often, my daughter, who's 15, would also pop in wide eyes as we tried to make sense together of what was really nonsensical. I called it our best day of online school yet, although, obviously not the best day for our country. As the events were unfolding, I kept thinking about this story that I used to tell with, when I was working with business executives. The idea goes that Chinese bamboo, maybe you know this, Chinese bamboo for the first five years appears as if it is not going to grow at all. What I mean is you water it, you fertilize it, you watch it, and for five years, nothing happens. I mean, the whole time. You might think that whole time, five years, imagine you've been watering and nothing is happening. You might think it's dead, you might, you might give up, but if you keep going and get to the fifth year, then suddenly it starts growing so fast, you can literally see it growing. They say that some some bamboo has been known to grow up to 90 feet tall in just five weeks after it starts growing. That's, that's two and a half feet a day after five years of nothing. Except, of course, it was five years that seemed like nothing that actually was profound growing just underground. Underground, there was a whole root system developing with your care and your feeding, a system by which it could effectively and then quickly, as if suddenly, show itself. I don't know about you, but for me, there were things that about what happened this week that were shocking, but they were not surprising. And yet, at the same time, as I was watching it all, I I kept thinking, how did we get here? I mean, how did we get to the point where a large group of Americans thinks thinks that it was necessary and appropriate to seize our own capital while it is in session and where they were encouraged by our president to do so? And, and how did we get to the point where not only did they find it necessary, but also where they were capable of getting in like that? Of all the, heart, the things I had to explain to my son that day, one of the hardest was how this whole group of people was able to scale the walls, break down windows. He was saying, mom, where are the police? or the CIA or the FBI. I mean, all those groups that we saw very active in designated survivor, right? That these were the questions we were all asking, at least until we wondered if maybe the police were helping them. How did we get here? It was shocking, but it really shouldn't have been surprising. Because when we look back over not just five years, but really 50 years, or maybe even hundreds of years to the founding of this country, we can see the ways that the root system has been growing with the watering and the feeding of this organism, this force that has been there all along. And this week it simply showed itself within all of its well-nourished glory. It was shocking, but it shouldn't have been surprising. As Sean said, we thought of this series, Tiny Revolutions, a few months ago without any idea that this exact week we're kicking it off, there'd be something that some would think of as an actual revolution. I mean, Wednesday morning, Laura Bobert, uh, that's a congressional representative from Colorado, she literally tweeted, this is 1776. When we study events like 1776, there is always a clear narrative to parse out, a way to trace the cause and the effect. But in real life, as it's happening, time doesn't work like that. As Rebecca Solnit writes, history is not an army. It is a crab scuttling sideways, a drip of soft water wearing away stone, an earthquake breaking centuries of tension. What we saw this week was not exactly 1776, but it was in its own way, a revolution that is a part of a greater movement a wave of shifts some intentional some accidental most of them extremely tiny that have been happening over many 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 years shifts in individuals shifts in relationships shifts in how we learn information how we talk to each other who we talk to and who we do not shifts in norms strips of soft water wearing away stone. Some of these shifts are relatively recent and some the fomenting of racialized rage among the white working class for the benefit of the wealthy whites. For example, these have been growing underground and above ground for centuries. Despite the declarations that what we saw this week is not who we are, it would be more accurate to say that this this is not who many of us wish to be. Let America be America again, Langston Hughes wrote in 1935. 1935, let America be America again. Let it be the dream it used to be. Let it be the pioneer on the plane seeking a home where he himself is free. America never was America to me. Let America be the dream the dreamers dreamed. Let it be that great strong land of love where never kings connive nor tyrants scheme that any man be crushed by one above. It never was America to me. Oh, let my land be a land where liberty is crowned with no false patriotic wreath, but opportunity is real and life is free. Equality is in the air we breathe. There's never been equality for me, nor freedom in this homeland of the free.